0: Hey, pasa, Calexico? Welcome back to the podcast. Like always, before we begin, I want to thank a couple of people. First of all, I want to thank my friends here at Calexico Brewing Company for allowing me to record today's episode here. Um, thank you guys so much. And I also want to thank my anchor sponsors, my friends Camilo, Jake, Eddie Lopez from Roots Creative, Ms. Norma Sierra Galindo, Sergio's Tacos and Hot Dogs, serving the Imperial, San Diego, and Yuma Counties with eight years of experience of Mexicali-Sao hot dogs and taquizas. Contact Sergio at 76 76- 760-562-0057 or look for Sergio tacos and Hot Dogs on Facebook. I want to thank Eric Reyes from Los Amigos de la Comunidad, empowering the communities, empowering communities together. Finally, I want to thank David Gasellum. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Imperial or San Diego Counties, make sure you contact David. He's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience. And he and he'll teach you along the way in one of the most important lessons of your life. Contact David at 760. 760- Two three five nine five seven six. Uh Today, we have a returning guest. I think, I don't know if it's uh, Gil or him who have the most appearances on the show. And it's funny because both of them are from Brawley. Mm. Um, I think, you know, being a Calexico, Calexico boy, I have people from Brawley on the, on the podcast the most. <laughs> My <laughs> guest today is Ramon. Um, thank, thank you for coming down. I mean, you've been so busy. This is the, the first time I, I had you here was. Um, with, the blue, with blue the blue falcon, falcon part yeah and then you ran for city council for brawley yep and then you did the run or the the walk across yep. the border and then now you're
1: running for iid thank you for coming back yes sir no thank you for having me uh yeah right now as we were discussing i was like i can't believe uh gil has more <laughs> appearances on your show than me he likes to call us frenemies and we just did the hidalgo society 100th anniversary and he was the the host and <laughs> Uh, a lot of people were upset because he ripped on them. I mean, he pretty much ripped them a new one, right? And starting with, you know, except for Ray Castillo, because of course that's his boss. But um, he gave me, he ripped me pretty good. But you know, I had a good time with it. I laughed. I laughed. Some people were very upset. I know, you know, Sam Couchman, my mayor out there in Brawley, was pretty upset. But he's good, man. No, he's good. He's I good. I mean, it's. Yeah.
0: I, I don't, let's not get into it. We because, just gotta laugh for ourselves. Sometimes, yeah, I mean, like. yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's what what Gil mentioned. You know, you know, in these hard times, you, we need you know to laugh a little. And and it, I mean, Gil is a comedian at heart. Yeah, um, and he lets loose. And I mean, it's, he means no harm. I, think I mean, it's
1: not like he was offending my wife or offending me in mm-hmm. any real way. I mean, he was just cracking jokes, mm-hmm. making fun of the obvious, right? Mm-hmm. Made fun of my height, made fun <laughs> of his own height. <laughs> Called us a couple of uh, short Mexicans with a Napoleon complex. <laughs> he said, "Could you imagine our little short arms trying to fight each other?" <laughs> and I was like, "This guy, man. it's too funny." <laughs> and he had me rolling, but I had a good time. But you know, yeah, some of the stuff. I mean, Blue Falcon. Uh, obviously, the guys are all doing their own thing. You've seen Ernie, um, you know, take off with his label, keep up the fight apparel yeah. is really taking off. The cigars and lighters and the T-shirts are taking off. Raymond's been doing a lot of advocacy. And you've seen everything that I'm doing, right? So, but I'm actually going to see them just in a little bit. They're off at the shooting range right now. I'm supposed to be there. It was here or shooting range. I'd rather be here. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I don't do too well with weapons. I still, I still freak out a little bit. I still, you know, twitch, you know, quite a bit. Yeah, something
0: that I forgot, you know. Ramon is, um, you know, former uh,
1: Marine, Marine? Well, there are no for, former Marines, I, I'm just, you know, um, just a Marine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, no longer active duty, but yeah. it's uh, they say once a Marine, always a mm-hmm. Marine. It's like for lifetime, it's kind of the indoctrination and the brainwashing that we go through, <laughs> and we all believe it. Like, it's 100%, like, forever. So, yeah, yeah, so uh, I'm a war veteran, and, um, yeah, so I do suffer from PTSD and a few other uh, mental health issues, uh, uh, I don't know if I call them superpowers or sometimes <laughs> I, whatever, right? I suffer from a few different issues. I said, we've been okay, though. I think, you know, we all have issues in this life, and we just have to learn to work with mm. them, either use them to our advantage or, you know, I could, what, cry in my room and, you know, pump myself up full of drugs and, uh, you know, just tell everybody how miserable I am because I serve my country? Like, that's not the way it goes.
0: Yeah, and, and, and it's something that, that I kind of admire from you that, you know, Especially in the Hispanic community, we don't really talk about mental health. Um, you know, we kind of, like, you know... Yeah, we hide it. We just yeah. put
1: it, you know, uh, sweep it under the rug. But it's important. I think the reason I talk about it is because there are so many issues. Uh, you know, just yesterday, uh, you know, I was in a meeting and they said, what is your ADHD kicking in? And as a matter of fact, yeah, it was kicking <laughs> in. So all these little is- issues that I've suffered with throughout my life, and instead of addressing it properly or receiving the correct treatment, obviously, you know, as, as, as Mexicans, right, we don't believe in medication. We're just wild kids. And 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 I, you know, I did the same thing with my son who suffers from that. But my son, and I'll, I'll address him, you know, we haven't taken him to the doctor to get diagnosed, but I can see it. He has the same traits that I do. The guy plays several instruments. He, You know, he wrestles. He does jiu-jitsu. He plays, he, he's a band member, you know, at high school. So you know, how many times do you get someone to make, you know, the drum line and also be a varsity wrestler? You know, as a freshman, you know what I mean? So the guy is impressive and I call it his superpower. And and, and like me, that's we call it now my superpower <laughs> instead of calling it my... You know something that I suffer from, and so I think that the more that we address this, and the more open we are about it, and we see more role models and people like me, like you, like others around, um, you know, and we can say, look, this is what I suffer from, but it's really not an issue. It's just different than others, and that's yeah. it. It doesn't make us anything else. It doesn't make us a bad person or yeah, yeah or less than others.
0: So um you know we 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 digress a little bit because you know um you're here to talk about your obviously your campaign for for ID. Um, but before that, you know, you've you've been super busy, you know, you you work, you just came back from working, um, you did the border walk, um, yeah. and that's something, you know, something also that, you know, we, we, we should commend, you know, you did it to bring awareness of, you know... Um, We're deporting veterans. Deporting veterans, and then you're in the city council for Brawley, you know, yep. you're super busy. So what, you know, with all that you have going on, what made
1: you decide to run for... Well, you know, we've discussed, you've asked me this several times. Why did you decide to run for city council? Why did you go on this walk? And, you know, I get hot, man. I see stuff happening mm-hmm. that I get annoyed with. And I'm not the type to go up and complain. I'm not a Karen. I'm not going to be at the city council meetings <laughs> complaining about, oh, am I right? So am I this? So, you know, you wanted to make a change, you know, get involved, get active, right? So, and I always tell people, look, if you're not at the, t- you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And so, a lot of the issues that I'm seeing at the ID, a lot of these bad contracts, these bad deals that are been being passed down to the ratepayer. I looked at Nyland and Calipat paying, paying upwards of two thousand dollars an acre foot of water. Um, here in Brawley, I think it's between six and seven hundred. Uh, the ID sells it to uh, the farming community and to municipalities at twenty dollars an acre foot. So in Calipat and Nyland, you have a private company who is making a killing distributing water to the poorest residents in the county and the north end uh, upwards of two thousand dollars so to me that is like highway robbery and then mm-hmm. we're doing it with public with what's a public benefit right it's land is uh, allocated I mean the land the water is allocated to Imperial County and imperial, imperial County residents for several purposes you know farming or what or one and that includes being able to live here, right? So shower, drink water, you know, cook, wash your clothes, and no one should be making a profit off of that. It's, uh, and so that's happening in Calapatan Island, and to me, that like it pisses me off. And I see people who are currently running who have been aware of this. I just found out. I don't live. I'm. I don't live up. There. I live in Brawley, and so for me to see that this is happening uh, to this community. Like it really pissed me off, and then I saw last summer the energy cost adjustment. Right, that the IID failed to prepare for these higher rates for the, the higher consumption of energy in the summer. Instead, took on an extra ninety million dollars and then passed it on to the ratepayer. So I'm on this walk right, and I get back and I see I got to pay the IID bill. It's <laughs> six hundred bucks, and I'm like, whoa. It's like double, right? So I I asked my wife, what's what's the deal? You couldn't pay the bills or what? She goes, What do you mean? I'm current with everything. Cause the one that usually gets behind is me. Like, I'll just <laughs> put it off until finally they say hey, we're gonna cut it off and then I pay it all, right? So she's usually pretty good at that. And I goes, You mean this is for one month? She goes, Yeah, they've been like it's been like crazy. And so I was gone, right? So I get back in mid August. Uh we address this and I'm looking at it and I'm this is just not right. And so when I start seeing this stuff and then I see, uh, you know, Mr. Hanks is not going to run anymore. Or he's not saying. Right. And then I see uh, Mrs. Dockstetter up in the north end, you know, starting to make some movements. I mean, she, she's his an anointed one. And so for me to see that we're going to continue the trend of people just saying this is my chosen one. When I don't agree with the current per- person in office and I'm, I'm asking around who's going to run. Nobody wants to run. Nobody wants the headache. You know what? This goes further than just me, than my family, than us around or paying a bill. It's about who's going to step up for the rest of us. We know special interests and those people putting money into campaigns are going to get a return on their investment. They're always going to get it, right? By the way, I received like 400 bucks from my friends. That's it. I haven't received contributions from anybody else. Um, You know what I mean? And so I want to keep it that way. If I can beat these people that are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars with 10,000 bucks out of my own pocket, I'm gonna be a proud man. I'm gonna be a proud man, I think the community should be very proud of that. Because we can do it, and it requires a vote, and a vote shouldn't cost money. That's the other thing that's really sets me off. It's like, who's gonna spend the most? And people are telling me, you don't have a chance. Why not? Because, uh, you know, Don Campbell's spending a bunch of money. Gina Doxler is spending a bunch of money. The East Side Poverty Pimps are supporting both of them right now, trying to eliminate me in the first round. And so, and you know, Eastside Poverty Pimps, uh, Tony Gallegos, uh, Jerry Gauna, I'll call them by name because that's what they're doing right now. And they, they claim to be my friends, but they're running two campaigns behind against me right now to eliminate me in the primaries. That's fine. That's their prerogative. Those are politics, and, and I'll accept that as, as is, right? But to think that people say just because someone is spending more money that makes them more qualified or the right person to represent us, I have a problem with that. And so you know what I do when I have a problem with it, right? And so I step up and that's where we're at right now. I don't want to spend a lot of money. I don't want money from special interest. I don't want to have to give anybody a return on their investment. I want to say you voted for me. That's your return on your investment. The investment in me and investment in our campaign is your vote, not your money. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that way. And so I'm hoping that if we can do this with $10,000 and we can blow out these multimillionaires who are running right now for, what does a, a seat pay? I don't know, forty five. I don't even know what it pays, 45000 a year? Whatever it pays, you tell me, why would a person spend $150,000, $250,000, $300,000 on a campaign that's going to pay $45,000 a year? That's the same problem we have in Congress, the same problem we have in the Senate, that's the same problem we have at the county and at the IID. And so wouldn't it be beautiful to see if somebody runs on a $10,000 budget out of their pocket and they win? I think we can do that. And, and I'm going to give that a shot. I'm knocking on doors. I'm talking to people. And I, my reputation precedes me. I've worked hard for the community over decades. Not decades. Like a decade. I can, no, actually decades, right? Since I was 18. I'm 43 well, now. I mean, the, yeah,
0: <laughs> actually, service. since
1: I was 13. My bad. The first time I took on a community project and organized a community to paint a mural to cover up graffiti I was 13 going on 14, or 14 going on 15, something like that. So yeah, decades, about 30 years now, community activism and service. So people see that, people recognize that, and we hope that that shows through on election day on June 7th, and then back, and then again in November.
0: So you you, you, you kind of feel that this is gonna go on to a runoff?
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a runoff. It's, it's very difficult, you got four people running you got two people out of Calipat. You got Don Campbell, who is well-liked in the community well-respected. I like him and respect him as well. Um, you got me, a current uh, a council member. Uh, Don is a, a previous council member. You got the mayor protest from Calipat. They have very few votes up there, uh, two, three hundred that come out. The majority are in Brawley. Um, and then you got Mrs. Dockstetter, who's never held public office before. Or I don't believe she's even sat on a committee. Uh, and so... But they're pouring a lot of money into this, these campaigns, so yeah, it's going you know, to split a lot of the vote. Uh, we just got to go get ours, be one of the top two, and I feel very confident that November and November will come out, you know, uh, the victorious.
0: <laughs> you you ran for for city council before, and mm-hmm. you you know when this last time around you you won, um, and it was during a pandemic, you know. W- do you feel there was, a, there was a difference between you know when you ran then to to you know the, this recent time you ran or?
1: Yeah, so look, there are election cycles, and a lot of the election cycles were on off-year elections when a particular base comes out, um, and uh, they come out all the time. Strong voting base; um, those are the ones that come off, come out in off-year elections. Uh, during a presidential or a, uh, a governor election, during that cycle, you're going to get a much larger turnout in the general election in November. So to my benefit is we had a huge turnout in uh, in November during the presidential election. And so you saw with that both, both uh, former President Trump and, and President Biden both received record number of votes, right, mm-hmm. for they were the top one and two of all time. Same thing happened in Brawley. We switched the election cycles from off years, so it went from 2017 to 2020. So instead of two years, we went three years, now we're in a general election cycle. So the three, the top four that came out, actually all four that came out received record votes. So the top uh, vote getter was George Nava, then it was me, and then it was Donnie Wharton. So the top two, uh, the top, the most votes ever received by someone in Brawley is George Nava. The second one is me. And that, that's all a result of changing election cycles because, look, look at it this way. You and I work hard, right? We're always, imagine that if every year you got to come out twice a year to vote, people eventually are turned off by it. People are busy working, taking their kids to basketball practice, taking their kids here and there. You don't always make it. It's not always a priority. Like, again, they're running again. You know, so that happens, and it's usually the hardworking people that don't have time that are working 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day and then dealing with their kids and the family that don't come out and vote. But they understand that a presidential election, every vote counts as they come out, and then their vote reflects on the lower elections like city, county, and whatnot. So I think that's, you know, this year, same thing, the governor election. Uh, we should have a, a huge turnout, not what we had for, you know, the presidential mm-hmm. election, but it should be pretty good. And I feel very confident that in November... Uh, there's not going to be enough money to buy to buy all the votes.
0: So, do you think that that, that trend of you know uh, more people coming out to vote is going to continue, even yes. even when it's not a presidential election?
1: Yeah, man. There's this thing you know they're talking about you you know woke people being woke, right? <laughs> uh, I refer to the youth uh, right now. People, kids coming out. I had a kid. Look, I'm a registered Democrat. I had a group of young Republicans go to my home and pick my brain for about two hours. Oh wow. They left from there. There's about 25 of them. They all voted for me. Okay. But they were in just a year or two out of high school. That's that shocked me. It surprised me. And I loved it. And they said, look, you're a Democrat. Why should we vote for you? I said, Because we have to vote in what's in the best interest of our community, our country, not just party. You know, I don't always vote along party lines, and and you know, people will be upset at me and say, How can you this time around? Look, I'm supporting Dr. Brian Tyson. Why? Because he was beneficial to this community. He did the right thing. Do I agree with all his politics? Heck no. And I'll tell him that I don't agree with a lot of the crazy stuff he says, but he also has done a lot of good. And when people do good, that should matter. It should stand for something. And we should, we should encourage that and we should support that. And so, yes, you know, we have this guy, uh, Dr. Ruiz from, uh, Paul Spring, Ru- Ruiz. He, I, he, he says it different when he does his commercials, right? Dr. Ruiz. Uh, who is sitting on millions of dollars for his campaign, and now that uh, Assemblymember Eduardo Garcia announced that he will not seek to the congressional seat, you know, he's sitting there pretty. He's thinking, this is mine. He hasn't been down to Imperial County, and I can bet money that he won't be down, he won't come down to Imperial County. I hope I'm wrong. But if this is a guy that ends up taking our district without ever coming to our county, I mean, what does that say? Right, And so that's, again, money in politics. Mm. It's a real shame.
0: And you're talking about that congressman that got kind of re-
1: Yeah, the new district, uh, District 25, I believe. And so, yeah, it was kind of redone, right? They chopped us up from San Diego, Mm -hmm. which is good. But look, I like Juan Vargas, but again- he would fly into San Diego, and his focus was San Diego. Two thirds of his voting yeah. population was there, mm-hmm. so he would spend most of his time yeah, there. Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I feel like then this is a good change for us because <clears throat> even San Bernardino, you know, like w- w- the area that we right. we got redistricted from is kind of aligns a little bit more towards what we are as a community, as a county, is you know. So it's it's going to do us <clears throat> a little bit good for it to, for us to change, but. Um, you know you're somebody that you know speaks speaks your mind um, <laughs> yeah. even now that you're a city council member i know, mean should we change when we get elected? No, no no <laughs> no no and i you know I'm, I'm totally for it but you know do you think that you know as that has that you know affected you in, in any kind of way And, and when it comes to
1: I think that there has to be a way that we address things. Look, if I have a disagreement about... I'll just use you as an example. I don't have any disagreements. but Let's say I don't like something that you're doing in your podcast. Well, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, you know, uh, you're this and you're that and your wife is that and your kids are that. No, I'm going to tell you, hey, man, something that you're doing on the podcast, you know, maybe you could do better. Or, you know what, I just don't like it uh, for whatever reason, right? But I'm not going to go after you and attack you personally. I'm not going to go... Look at your police records. I'm not going to go look at you. That's none of my business. I'm going to look at you, your public service, or what you're doing as a podcaster, which I think is great, by the way. I love it. Um, you know what I mean? But I think that's the difference is that if we're able to speak on policy and attack folks, you know, and I can speak about issues at the IID, but I can tell you that, you know, on a personal level, um, I respect all these folks that are there. I'm not going to attack them. I'm not going to call them corrupt or crook or anything like that. Um, you know, that's if those are the facts and the truth will come out, right? But I'm going to attack them on policy and their decisions. I'm going to question them and talk about it. That that that's fair game, and I think that as long as I can walk that line, all right? Notice uh, that uh, <laughs> that ch- shameless plug in there. Walk the line. <laughs> um, as long as that I can toe that line, right, and I can separate the personal side from the professional side, of the politics and whatnot. I think that we I think that we can be okay, and I can continue to speak my mind without being offensive without insulting people on a personal level you know people are doing that right now i seen uh, somebody say oh I can't believe you know a bunch of uh, been, you know supporting you know still supporting President Biden and I replied hey thanks for calling me that but look it's not about it's like if we're going to get to another level as people and begin the conversation again, like talking to each other about the issues and how we can compromise, we got to stop offending each other, insulting each other, attacking each other. Mm-hmm. So I think that by doing that, and I spoke, I speak my mind all the time. There's a documentary coming out here real soon where you're going to see how I really speak my mind. <laughs> Very strong comments attacking Congress, even the President of the United States. But at the same time, You know, I don't. I didn't speak about the president's son. You know, being framed or his sexual preferences. That's none of my business. (laughs) That's nobody's business. You know what I mean? So those are the things that I think are different. And I think that if we can all get back to that and discussing the issues, we can get back to the era like the '80s where you had you know President uh, Reagan. You know, going against some of these senators and they used to go after each other pretty hard, right? But I think that they had they were civil in a lot of ways. They, They were. I mean, I never saw John McCain. Or President Obama attack each other on a personal level like that. They went after each other's policies and their experience or whatnot, but they never disrespected each other. And I think we gotta get back to that. We lost our way a little bit, and I'm okay with people cursing and being knuckleheads, cause that's I am like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that there's a difference. And I, you know, it's like when you see these people that talk a lot of trash and never been punched in the mouth before. You know what I mean? I've been punched in the mouth before. I punched a lot of people in the mouth. <laughs> And so I know the difference when I'm going to square up with the man and get in his face that I could very well walk home with missing a tooth, right? <laughs> and so I know the difference. And people who just stand up and start screaming and cussing and talking, those are the ones that never been punched in their mouth before. And so I think that once we have that, I think people get back to that and realize that like, Hey, we gotta, we gotta, you know, we, we gotta get back to that. Um, because somebody's going to get punched in the mouth and it's going to hurt. And
0: and right now, you know, the the, the ID board is kind of, you know, divided. You know, there's a lot of bickering going back back and forth. You know, we see it in in the paper, you know, where everybody's opinion is being, um, you know, uh, published. How do you think you you would fit into, you know, the board, um, you know, with whoever's going to still be there and then the new ones that are coming in or would be coming
1: in? Yeah, I think that, you know, I've seen the discussions and I, you uh, know, not being biased or anything, uh, because obviously everybody knows that I'm friends with with, uh, with JB Hamby, but I kind of seen the way that he's been attacked and the guy's very active, right? And he's just trying to get ahead. He sees the big picture. He's very young. So he's probably looking 50 years ahead to when he's 70 and his grandkids are running around <laughs> here, right? And he's getting attacked for that. And I think that we have to change that. I think that. At least, at the very least, will I agree with this guy 100%? I don't think so. I don't think we will. Yeah. But I think that we'll be able to have that conversation mm-hmm. uh, about what I agree or don't agree. And if you've seen me on city council, look, I get a lot of calls about, hey, you know, this letter that was submitted or this comment that was made or this and that. These are such my tiny little issues. I'm not going to fight with my council or my city manager over these things that are kind of irrelevant to the, the day-to-day activity, everything that's happening, right? Right when the issues that really matter, you bet your butt I'm going to vote, I'm going to vote my conscience, I'm going to vote what my constituents want. So that's the difference, and I'm not picking fights, like, over every little thing. I mean, it just, I mean... I don't know. I mean, if you look at my city council, you got like five alphas sitting there. I don't know if Sam Couchman's an alpha, but he's pretty close to it. I mean, if he listens to it, he's going to be pissed. He'll probably smack me around a little bit. But if you look at my city council, right, all male, all guys with big egos and whatnot, we all respect each other. And I don't think that any of us have attacked each other going after any specific issue. We've disagreed many times, and that's okay. You know, we swallow our pride and we move on. Mm-hmm. But... We have also, you know, we've also gone to the point where, like, look, I'm not going to fight over the things that are relevant. Some things are just, I can question them, we can talk about it, we can debate them, but we're not going to, we're not going to fight over these things. If, if you know, uh, Mayor Pro Tem Nava brings an issue to it and he needs my support, he's going to get my support. You know what I mean? It's I don't have a bone in the, a bone, you know, a bone. I'm not going to pick a fight over something that I don't have any issue with. And so I think you see that in Calexico City Council, constantly fighting, even in El Centro or some of these other ones, even in Imperial. Um, You know, where the decorum is kind of, you know, leaves the room quite a bit. Uh, The comments that are made, the way they they insult and offend the constituents – those are all things that you know we're not going to do, and so I think that the same behavior, that this professional behavior, even even with even as every time that I speak my mind if I need to, right, that carries on. And I think that decorum and that the way we carry ourselves will continue. You you don't you don't stop you don't go from being a knucklehead in one room to being an absolute professional in the next room. You know what I mean? You can uh, uh, your history and your your reputation precedes you, and I think that's going to carry on to ID, and you'll see it. I mean, one someday you'll see the difference.
0: So, um, you know, being in, in the city council is different than being in an IED board. Yes. What are some of the things that you're, you know, doing or, or, or learning about or talking about that you feel are preparing you to be a, a, an IED director? On um, city council? Uh, or, like, in general, you in know. In general,
1: like, all the things. Like budget's huge. Being able to review contracts. Being able to depend on your staff and letting them do their job and bringing back... Uh, you know, their recommendations, and you'll be able to make the right questions. I think that matters. You don't need to be well-versed in law or anything like that to ask questions that make sense. Hey, look, is this going to cost my ratepayers more? Yes. Why? Tell me why and tell me why we're not making it better. i asked those questions at city council. And We just asked for something very simple where a department head who is used to a lot of the issues that we are, you know, doing things in a certain way, Right? And I'm asking, what is the issue? Why is it costing so much? For example, we got these, we got two issues in Broadway. There's the cost, the maintenance costs every year. And we have a huge speeding problem in Broadway. Speeding? Yeah. Well, here's what happened is many years ago, 80s, 90s, those people that wanted to keep getting reelected kept saying, we got to make bigger, better roads. So they make these big, wide streets. And now people see a wide open lanes (laughs) and they just punch it, right? They're ready to go. Well, guess what? After so many years, you also got to pay for that. So we're asking developers to build these neighborhoods or wide streets, huge arteries. Well, okay, they build it. And now we're, we're we for example, we're, we're putting it, we're listing it in our budget or our, as as a uh, uh, an asset. Well, I want that stuff listed as a liability because we have to maintain it. Once it's put on the road, you can't pick it up and sell it, <laughs> right? But you do have to maintain it. So it's a liability. And so it's a different way of looking at things, the maintenance and the cost. So, look, all I wanted to shrink the streets, you know, five feet on each side. It'll slow traffic down and it'll save us millions of dollars in the long run per street. Now, one of my department heads was like, oh, yeah, you know, those are ordinances. Well, guess what? We're reviewing our budget quarterly now. We have a great uh, uh, financial uh, uh, director and we have a great city manager. And one of the things that I asked is, I want to review old ordinances that are costing us money. And you guys tell me, where can we save money? Just bring it to us. I'm not going to dig through the book and be like nitpicking at everything. Yeah. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their job to bring back and make good recommendation based on our on the things that we ask for. And it's common sense. It's a common sense approach. And common sense can be applied at any level. Yeah, president, you know, federal government, all the way down to local government, school districts or whatnot. And so I think that that was the things that we have to look at and we have to continue to to do it and I'll continue to do it at the ID. it's no different the only thing is that I'll dedicate more time to it you know instead of you know 20 hours every two weeks which is kind of I, that's eh, that's low-balling it depending on the weeks sometimes we'll be very busy with city council and sometimes we'll be real quiet mm-hmm. ID is always going to be more of a full-time gig uh, I'm used to working a lot anyway. 70 hours is no big deal, uh, so I can you know we'll pull it off. I'm yeah, and,
0: and you know is a bigger monster because you're not only affecting you know people from Bali, you're affecting That's the whole right. yeah, the whole valley. Um, even what is it, Coachella? That Coachella. we're so it's like you know it's a bigger monster. And and I was I was telling you, you know, I'm candidate um, Arevalo was, you know your decision is not only affecting your district its affecting a lot more people.
1: Absolutely, so look, the entire Southwest is affected. In a few years, we have to renegotiate this Colorado Compact Agreement. We have to negotiate with Eastern Coachella over the you know, uh, power, th- uh, whatever they wanna call it, Coachella Valley power, whatever they're gonna call it now, right? <laughs> Here's what we need, is we need to get together here we need to use a common sense approach. We have to work as a team. Uh, you know, somebody said, you know, they look at us like little mud people. I guess we'll stop acting like little mud people. Start start acting like the professionals that we elected people to be. And so we need to come together, work together, you know, find solutions to the issues that we are facing, such as in Eastern Coachella Valley, so that we keep, can keep Sacramento out of, our, out of our backyard, because right? they're here, they're trying to get involved. You know, Eddie Garcia, I love you, brother, I love you, but no, <laughs> I don't want you legislating over the issues that we can resolve here locally. Mm-hmm. And I think he would prefer that, because he has so many things to address. Imagine him in Sacramento having to legislate to fix internal fights here in Imperial County, or within the ID or anywhere else. The so things that we can fix ourselves, we have the right leadership, the right temperament, and the right, and people that can work together we can make a lot of things happen. And I think that's what's missing right now is people, a lot of egos have been hurt. And people have to remember that it's not about yourselves. And right now we're serving the Imperial County or saving our, we're or, or, or serving our constituents. And so when we serve our constituents, we have to take our pride out of that and our ego out of that. You know, we have to remember that it's not about, oh, it's like me. Oh, he, he you know, he cussed me out or he, you know, you know we have to. We still have to work together. Now, if somebody insults my wife. I'm not gonna like them ever again. But I'm probably gonna work with them as as long as I need to. Yeah, election season comes around. I'll probably get try to get rid of them, right? But, but, I'm I'm I just want to work to fix the issues. I want to make sure that we have, you know, we're able to keep low power rates here. Uh, that we're able to keep our water. That we're able to deliver water. Um, at the same rate that we deliver water to everyone else in Nyland and Calipat that the water rates that were uh, you know bringing down the water rates for everyone you know that were passed on to the cities that, that, that those savings are also passed down to the ratepayers, not mm-hmm. just the cities because the cities they dropped it from 120 bucks an acre foot and the cities didn't lower fees if anything they kicked them up we need to make smarter moves in that. We have to make sure and guarantee that a lot of what we do is passed on to the ratepayer. Look, at the end of the day it's all disposable income. All that money It's that they save from paying high utility rates, paying high water rates, will come back into the community, it'll circle around, and eventually it creates. It's like a, it's its own little monster, right? One dollar creates another. And but we got to have that. But if we're sucking it up, paying high utility rates to, you know, people sending, you know, Texas or, you know, making uh, Golden State water, making, you know, record profits off of, you know, the backs of the poorest people in our county. Um, that's not circulating in our community that's not benefiting us it doesn't go to you know pay taxes uh you know for our schools and for our cities and for our county you know what I mean so that money is just leaving and that's money that should be staying here and no one's benefiting from it but the problem the what well, I think what we need more more important is we got to be able to see the big cir- uh, big picture and the ecosystem that it all this is and how everything that every decision that's made by the Iid. Affects our rate payers, but not just our rate payer individually, but entire the entire county. Yeah. As it is, you know, we suffer from budget deficits. We suffer from un- high unemployment rates. You know, and so why not try to conserve as much as that and keep it here in our county? Yeah, especially you know,
0: water is becoming a huge commodity, like oil and gasoline, all these things. Um, and you know, like you said, like we're coming to a point where we're going to have to renegotiate our, you know, water consumption we're in a drought um you know the idea is uh it's yeah it's it's something that is affecting the the county you know you know huge it's it's, it's a it's a big monster that you know we need to have somebody in there that that you know is looking out for for the you know for the for us for the working <laughs> for us. yeah for everybody and you know, I, you know, I'm not endorsing you and and anybody. You know, I'm I'm thankful that you came down on on a busy day, and you know, know you're busy with working and your campaign. Um, and I want you know, invite everybody that's running. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is just a conversation for people to get to know you, get to know yeah, you know the people who are voting, get to know who, who's running. Um, and you know, I really appreciate you coming down. Um, something that i asked um candidate um arevalo was you know give me your your elevator pitch what, what would you tell somebody that you know you, you meet in, out on the street yeah. what's your pitch like yeah like 2 to 3 minutes
1: look my I, I i'm not going to sit here and i don't come from big money i don't come from legacy names saying my grandfather was a id director you know we're here we've been here for a 100 years hard working people um still working hard um you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up there based on, on my work ethic, based on my, uh, my, my history of serving the community and know that it won't change once we get there. We'll continue to serve the community just as we have, just as I have since I was, you know, like I told you earlier, 13, 14 years old. Over the last 30 years that I've been serving my community, my country, um, I'll continue to serve. It's no different to me. I view it as, you know, continuing to be a public servant. Uh, And that's it. And so when you look at it that way, uh, when our community benefits, you know, I always tell people it's a selfish, it's for selfish reasons. Because when you benefit, our community benefits. In turn, I benefit and my family benefits. And so that's all I'm looking out for. I think that it can be better for all of us. And I think that these positions don't necessarily affect just industry and, and the farming community. It affects all of us. And and I think that every bad decision made at the ID affects those ratepayers that are middle class, hardworking people in Imperial County. Uh, it affects us the most, and and can you know hurt us the worst. I guess.
0: Yeah. Um. It, you know, a lot of people that might listen to this podcast and um, that might want to know more about your policy issues. You know, to me, it's not it's not that much about you know policy and stuff. It's more you know having this candid conversation. You know. And I think obviously, you know, today we, we, we did have that. (laughs) And, and, you know, I think that, um, if people really want to know more about your, you know, your policy issues, I'm sure they can contact you and, and, and. Yeah. And get, you know, can you tell us a little bit how they can reach out to you and, and Yeah.
1: So, I uh, am just Ramon Castro for ID. There's a website out there. We're on Facebook and on Instagram. I, I got quite a few followers on Instagram. Just hit me up, Ramon Castro. You can Google it. My name will come up. You put my name in my city, Brawley. And you know what? Most people reach me through Messenger. So if you reach me through Messenger. Uh, odds are is I'm going to reply to you. Um, and so I'll take a call if I have the time, you know, a message, text, whatever. Uh, more importantly, we're going to have a few, um, Town hall meetings where I look to forward to meeting folks in Nyland and Calipat. And, and probably everybody already knows me. So I think that that decision's been made already. Everyone's like, you need to knock on doors. Well, people know me. If they don't know me, they've seen my name somewhere. They've seen my face. I mean, we made the cover of like, I think we were in like international story. We made, inter- we went international last year and we made the cover of the paper so many times. And, and people are tired of kind of seeing my face. <laughs> But actually, I, that's what I thought. They might be tired of it, but they're not. I, I, they find it refreshing that we continue to stay active and continue to do all these things and somehow continue to have a family, somehow continue to keep my little business going. Um, but look, they can find me on, you know, on social media. Anybody can reach out to me. I live in Brawley. Every, a lot of people know where I live. People show up to my house <laughs> all the time. Uh, and I'm very approachable. Um, I'm far from like thinking that you know I'm, I, I make the time. I make yeah. the time, and uh, I mean, unless you're being crazy with me, people threatening me, I me just go kick rocks. But <laughs> if people are civil with me, I, I make all the time in the world that they need. So,
0: well, Ramon, thank you for coming back for time on the on the podcast. Thank you.
1: Bro. Hopefully, we can break that Gil record <laughs> coming after you, Gilly. <laughs>
0: um, you know, like I said, you know, everybody that's running for any office position is welcome. You know, reach out. I, I often reach out to people and. Um, Sometimes I find it hard because, you know, I'll reach out and then they'll tell me like, yeah, I'll be on it. And, you know, they'll ignore me. But, you know, if you want to reach out to me, que pasa gmail at gmail.com or through Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, like I said, my goal is to, um, not endorse anybody, just have conversations with, with the candidates. And most of them are, you know, I don't get into, try not to get a lot into politics because it's more of a candidate conversation. You get to know more about Correct. the candidate you know, through just shooting the shit, you know. And this is that's my goal at the end of the day. And I um, and appreciate you coming down from Raleigh uh, on the busy day, Saturday. Yeah, uh, I was here. I was here in the <laughs> yeah, area. yeah, you told me you were, <laughs> you were killing some time. Um, but, yeah, I really appreciate yeah.
1: it. I actually enjoy coming here. And I, um, it's always a good platform for, you know, the regular folks to tune in and listen to some of the stuff we have to say and, you know, laugh at us, dismiss us, or agree with us. But it's always important. I hope the other candidates come here uh, and spend the time with you. Uh, it's quality time, I think, and they should absolutely get on the mic and talk to the public and, and so that the public has a clear picture of who they're voting for and they can vote who they like, who they think will be the best fit for uh, for their needs. Yeah,
0: and and you know, to be honest, I really don't prepare much. Sometimes I do, like if it's something that I really want to ask, I'll prepare, but I, not, I try not to because like I said, it's a conversation. I um, some, some, some Instagram page, you know, um, quoted me as a uh, Rogan-esque.
1: <laughs> it's cool. I and, like
0: and, it. And, you know, we might have the same haircut, but, you know, I think that, you know, Rogan has gone on another. Joe Rogan is
1: crazy. Like, oh, yeah,
0: I think he I, I think the earlier version of Joe Rogan, I was, you know, comfortable being you know, you know, compared to us. But right now, like, uh, I think he's
1: overdosing on uh, testosterone. <laughs> yeah. He's taking a little too much of it.
0: <laughs> but, you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I think that I'm the, I try to be the earlier version of Joe Rogan <laughs> at this point. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's a lot, you know, conversation. I, I'm, I'm not an expert on anything. Um, but which... I think that's
1: what makes it, that's what makes it beautiful is you're not here debating us you hear ask you're picking my brain Mm -hmm. and i think that that's more important than somebody just trying to push their views on me you know instead you're asking me you're laughing at someone if i say you're like (laughs) did he just say that i see your (laughs) face and i'm like but that's what we want it's a candid conversation Uh and i think we should all have that anybody that walks in with a bunch of notes and you know polished statements is fake Mm -hmm. and uh you know they wouldn't get my vote
0: yeah i think that (laughs) people that have asked me for the questions i'd be like you know what uh I don't prepare, and and if you don't want to come on because I'm, I, I don't send you questions, you know, that's up to you. Um, it's a kind of conversation. And they're all
1: fair questions. I, I don't think I've ever asked me anything that's out of line, or mm-hmm. you know, I mean, they're all good, I, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And so,
0: yeah, I mean, I think that in a way, if I do have to ask a question that the community wants to know about, I'll do it. But if it's you know, I try to be unbiased with and, and with all my guests that come on, on the podcast. So yeah, that's my I goal. I think you're
1: doing a great job. Well, thank
0: you. Thank you. <laughs> so. Well, Ramon, thank you for, for coming on um, again for the fourth time. I appreciate it. It's always fun to, to, to see you and, and talk to you um i'm not endorsing you i gotta make it make <laughs> that clear that's okay i'll make it make that's it clear okay. um well, you're in yeah.
1: calexico anyways
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure <laughs> but yeah um well yeah thank you guys for listening and tuning in and and we'll see you guys on the next one Peace. all right bro
1: thank you